everyone, and welcome to the Transform Your Confidence Show. This is a show about holistic leadership and advocacy, and I'm your host, Raj Gurn. Here's a bit about me. I'm a longtime serial entrepreneur who specializes in mindset, branding, media, communications, and marketing, and I firmly believe that great leadership and advocacy is predicated on the mission that everyone must benefit across the entire food chain. I'm an award-winning C-suite entrepreneur who has worked in the media and event space for the past 20 years with many Fortune 500, celebrity, and thought leader clients from around the world. At this point in my life, I seek to share my many insights and resources with anyone who wants to learn about holistic leadership and advocacy in a newly launched online community at the openchessconfidenceacademy.com where I've mandated my entire organization to provide products and services that center around knowledge, action and accountability. My goal with this show is to pull back the curtain, I mean way back, to bring you insider knowledge and resources on how today's change makers are leading with intention and creating meaningful environments that serve everyone. I also want to help you reimagine what your life could be if you had a constant view from the top of the mountain. I believe that in order to get there and stay there, you need to learn from those who have a constant and unobstructed view of Nirvana. These are not just the usual suspects, but the ones that sit in the middle of the volcano as the lava explodes through the top of the mountain. They are the crazy ones who change the world, and they are the ones that I want you to meet. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of the Transform Your Confidence Show. Last week's episode focused on meditation and Reiki and their benefits along with practical incorporations into any lifestyle. In this week's Mindset and Clarity themed episode, part two of my two-part series is entitled How to Dial a Wellness, Yoga and Meditation Practice into a Busy Workday. My guest is a certified yoga, meditation, and Reiki coach and founder of spiritwarriornation.com, Tara Natalie, and here's what we cover in part two of our conversation. What is yoga and how to find the type that motivates you to create daily practice? What the neurological effects are of practicing yoga and how it works to release stress and anxiety? The type of yoga best fitting for A-type control-centric personalities? and the definition of wellness and how nutrition plays its part in the overall practice of wellness, and how meditation, Reiki, yoga, and nutrition all work together to create holistic wellness. Here's a bit about Tara before I bring her on. From singer to spirit warrior, Tara Natalie transitioned from the music industry in 2008 to align her lifestyle to a more holistic way of living. This brought her to the practice of yoga, which she has been doing for over 19 years, along with teaching yoga and meditation for 12 years. She has also been a health coach for 19 years and moved into Reiki practice in 2018, making the ultimate connection between mind, body, and soul through her mastery of meditation, Reiki, and yoga, which are offered to the public at spiritwarriornation.com. Here's part two of my conversation with my girl, Tara Natalie. 
You started off the conversation, um, Tara, to say that you kind of got into this whole field um, and meditation kind of became something that made sense to you because of your yoga practice. Mm-hmm. Can, we, can we talk a little bit about, you know, what is yoga? Because, you know, with all the gurus out there that are selling a different story, it seems that, you know, the essence of the practice is not so easy for newbie mm. practitioners to understand. I know. Mm. It's, we're, it's a, we're in a very interesting world right now um, because there's so much available. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the so much can be very confusing. Yes. Um, so the definition of yoga, union, or to yoke, right? It's really to yoke, right? So we think of to yoke union. It's the union of the mind, the body, and the breath. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. So what, so what are the different types of yoga? And, you know, what um, each of them, why would you use each of them? Right. So there are tons of different types of yoga. And the way that I like to explain this is if we think of, I always use Spain as my example, because as you go around Spain, there are many different dialects of Spanish that are spoken. Mm -hmm. And as you move around the country, you could go from one area to the next and suddenly you don't understand what they're saying. It doesn't sound the same. I like to explain it the same way for yoga, right? There are many different schools of yoga around India. So they all have different postures. They have different words that they use. They have different ways that they use the pronunciation. It's all based in the same thing, but somehow it like shifted and changed a little bit along the way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. It doesn't mean that it's right. Um, You know, when I teach my warrior too, I might tell you to have there might be a teacher who says you must have heel to heel alignment, line your heels up on the edge of your yoga mat. Well, after 20 years of practicing, I've learned that heel to heel alignment doesn't work for every body, right? right? We all have different anatomy. Mm-hmm. So I might tell my students, separate your feet and see if that helps you to align your hips better. Mm -hmm. Right. We can't hold on to the dogma of something if it's not working for the body. So as you move around, different teachers will teach things in a different way. Mm -hmm. And there are many different types of yoga. And here's what I will say. It is the same thing that I say about what people eat or choose to eat, choose not to eat. I like to call it a live it, not a diet. Right. So whatever you choose, however you choose to nourish yourself. That's the same thing I invite you to find for a yoga practice. Mm -hmm. There are many different types and styles of yoga. They all work. You just have to find the one that lights you up. I love that. I love that. Oh, and, and, and can you define what you mean by that? I mean, what is it about yoga that makes you feel good about yourself? Oh my goodness. So many things. So I'm going to share a personal story because I think that that makes things real for people, right? So Absolutely. I have been practicing yoga for 20 years. I found yoga when I was 19 years old. I had tremendous levels of anxiety. I had bat- bat- you know, battled with anxiety and depression through the later part of my high school years. I found yoga because a, a dear friend took me to my first hot yoga class. And it was life-changing for me. The true cliche, right? It was the first time that I shut my brain off. You know, I had been a workout bunny since I was very young. Mm -hmm. Um, I was always into the gym. I was always into fitness. I was a dancer. Like I did, I was very physical, but 
When you go to the gym, you still have your phone. You still have music on. You're still thinking about things. But for the first time when I did yoga, there was no music. At that time, there was no music in classes. 20 years ago, there was no music, okay? I, I don't disagree with that, but we now use music in our classes, right? And this mm-hmm. is the talk of how things ebb and flow. So 20 years ago, no music in class, quiet, just the teacher's voice, your body and your breath. That's it. I used to make the joke that if you think, you fall out. That's how you know you were thinking, right? <laughs> That's how you know you were building the story, just like in meditation. When you're building the story in yoga, you mm-hmm. fall out of the pose. Right. So, right? Same right. thing. Right. You're absolutely right. As someone that so, has, um, you know, done quite a bit of yoga as well, um, I agree with you. Like when, when I don't focus on, you know, and be in the present moment with my mm-hmm. body, um, I, my movement and my feeling and what happens with me isn't in balance. It's not in alignment. You're absolutely right. My God. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a beautiful practice for presence, right? Yes. Um, so fast forward, I had my second baby, Arian. He's two and a half now. Um, I didn't practice yoga. Although I'm a yoga studio owner, I was home with him, right? So mm-hmm. I wasn't teaching and I was full time home with him for about nine months. I was still working out. I took Ari into the gym with me three days a week. I trained at a personal training gym. So I was able to bring him in his car seat. He would sleep while mommy trained. So I was, it's very important to understand that I was still working out. So I'm still getting the serotonin. I'm still getting the dopamine. I'm still getting those endorphins being released from the exercise. Mm -hmm. I hire a nanny and when he's nine months old, I'm like, okay, it's time to get back to my yoga practice. I get back to my yoga practice consistently now, three, four days a week. Wow. Some, I come home a few weeks in my husband sitting in the kitchen looks at me and goes, what's up with you? Why are you in such a good mood? (laughs) I love that. (laughs) He's like, what changed? Of course, he would be honest about that, wouldn't he? Right? He's like, what changed? But here's the crazy thing. Mm -hmm. We didn't know that I was unhappy. Like, I Ah. wasn't unhappy. I I thought I was fine. Right. But when I reintegrated my yoga practice, I went from here to living up here. Mm -hmm. I was like floating. My entire mood lifted and shifted. Mm-hmm. And it was so awakening and so beautiful for me, who's been doing this for so many years to even again have that experience because it only reignited my, my passion for sharing it with others. Right. And right. that is why I opened the studio because right. I knew how much yoga changed my life. Right. And I knew I'm like, this is so easy. People have, again, like people have this tool and they're not using it, mm-hmm. right? Like it's here. It's not hard and it doesn't have to be hard. And you don't need to be able to do those fancy poses to get the benefit. Right. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you know, I just, I wish everybody knew that those fancy pictures and fancy poses with all the like twisty bendy postures are not the point. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, you don't have to be able to do that to come and practice. Absolutely. So it was a huge awakening for me getting back to my yoga practice because 
I realized how unique yoga is. It is not the same as going to the gym. It is not the same as getting on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. It has a completely different neurological effect on your body and on your brain. Getting that deep breathing in your body for 60 minutes a day is game changing for your brain, for your organs. Um, there's a, a nerve called the vagal, vagus nerve. And really the only way that you can activate that nerve are through deep breathing and yoga. Mm-hmm. And that nerve runs through your entire body. It affects your heart, your organs, your stomach, your digestion, right? It goes, it goes up to your brain, all of, so it's like, you can't activate it through running. You can't activate it through weight training. So that's why there's an actual science behind why people feel different Mm -hmm. from a yoga practice. Mm -hmm. I always always feel happy. Like when I do yoga, I I, I come out of it and I'm like, I don't know why I feel happy. I just feel happy. Yeah. And, And that's kind of what, you know, your husband picked up on as well. Like, you know, like, how are you so happy? Right? Yeah, exactly. That's a huge and benefit. What got him twelve years into our marriage yeah. to finally start his yoga practice. Oh my gosh. And and, and, and now does he keep up with it? He's hooked. He loves it. He gets mad on the days where he can't come to class. Yeah, of course, of course. You know. So if we were gonna encapsulate the benefits of yoga, Tara, what would they be? Oh my gosh. What are there not benefits? It's the, that's so hard. Um, maybe one or two. Yeah. Stress reduction is huge. Mm -hmm. Stress reduction is huge. Present moment awareness. Huge. Massive amounts of release of stress, of anxiety. Um, learning to go with the flow. Oh my gosh. That is a hard one. That's a hard one for, you know, women like me and personalities like me who are, you know, always kind of feeling like if we're not busy, that we're not being productive, which is such a myth. Such a myth. Yeah. That's a whole podcast. We, we, you're coming right. back on. You are yeah. coming back on. We've got to tackle right. that one because it's yeah. a big one and it's a it's hard a big, one. Big, big one. It took me decades, right, to realize, you know, that being busy all the time doesn't mean you're being productive, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes being productive is, and, and for, for someone like me to take a weekend off, Tara, and I know there's a lot of people listening, watching and reading this who are just like me, you know, taking a weekend off from work. Are you kidding me? Are you joking? I very rarely work on weekends unless I have a major deadline. That is a huge shift yeah. for, for me, but it actually makes me feel good about myself to, not do the things that I'm constantly doing and to kind of switch things up. Um, because that's, that's how I kind of real, it's kind of like, how do you know there's daylight unless you know darkness? Mm, right? You can't have one without the other. So if you're always pushing so hard. Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing in yoga. I talk about the duality of the pose, right? The push and the pull, the push and the surrender. Mm-hmm. Right. If you keep push, push, pushing, pushing, pushing against the pose, you're not going to get there. You have to then step back and surrender. 
and let your body open oh, and I see love where it wants to go, you know, and it's the same thing we learn. And that's why. So every, everything that we learn on the yoga mat, we take off with us. I mean, that's the point, right? I mean, one of the biggest things I'm dealing with right now mm -hmm. in my yoga studio post, you know, pandemic or amidst pandemic is we have a very limited capacity. Yeah. And the other thing that we're doing with our limited capacity is we are, we have all the spaces are numbered. Mm -hmm. And when you come in, you choose your space, we write your name down and we have a piece of paper that we keep. So that we know exactly where everyone in the room was. If God forbid there was an issue and we needed to contact, right? right? So we know exactly where everyone was. What I have dealt with since putting this into action is so interesting because again, you see the mindset, mm -hmm. the me. need for control that they show up. We don't open doors now until 15 minutes prior to opening because again, we want to keep contact minimal, right? People show up 30 minutes before and stand at the door because they only want that spot. Right. Oh my God. Can I tell you that's me? <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So this is it. <laughs> but I'm like, this is the whole point of what I'm trying to get you out of. Mm -hmm. I want you to move around the room and I want, you know, you have to release the need to be in a certain space or then your class is not going to be good. That is such a, a moment right there. I mean, that is applicable to every aspect of life. Exactly. It's everything. Mm -hmm. So it's been so interesting for me to see, you know, what everyone goes through just by just adding this little thing into the, into the process, you know? Right. So really that's my goal, right? It starts from that moment of me saying to them, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to be okay. You know, so wow. releasing that need to control everything and being willing to go with the flow. I will tell you, when I started my yoga practice, I started with Bikram yoga. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that I was able to practice for as long, for as long as I did was because of the set 26 and two, right? We had our 26 postures and two breathing exercises. It was set. I knew what mm -hmm. to expect. I was secure. I was grounded in that space. I knew set one, set two. It didn't matter what mood the teacher was in. It didn't matter who the teacher was. It didn't matter how they presented. I knew what to expect. And for me, that was everything. Right. At that time, that is 150% what I needed. And it is the only reason that I was able to practice. Mm -hmm. Because the fear of going into a vinyasa class where I didn't know where she was going and I didn't know the postures and I didn't know the names and she would be moving on and I was still over here. And I, it was so stressful for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So again, it defeated the whole, purpose. it defeated the whole purpose. Yeah. So that wasn't a healthy space for me right. 20 years ago. I needed the security of the Bikram practice mm -hmm. and I am so grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then one day, there was a new teacher and she was going to start teaching vinyasa classes in the heat. And I was appalled. <laughs> I was appalled. This is not acceptable. We don't do this in this studio. We only do the 26 and two. 
<laughs> right? Um, and I had this one teacher and she became a mentor for me and she changed my practice and she opened my heart to the possibilities of not knowing what was coming. Oh and my surrendering gosh. to not knowing what was coming. Wow. What a lesson in life that is. Yeah. That must have changed the game for you. It right? did. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But so let I me found it when I was ready. Mm-hmm. As That's well. the point. That's the point, right, sweetheart? So right. let me so let me ask you this then. Um, you know, can people virtually attend your yoga? Um, you know, classes. Yeah, like from around so, the world. Like, is there an so opportunity I'm not for that? Doing virtual group classes anymore. Okay. But I do teach virtual private. Okay. Which have been so beautiful and so special. Yeah. And and you know, prior to the pandemic, my greatest conundrum that I was trying to figure out was what was going to be the next step for me. I wanted to travel and teach at different studios because I didn't want to just be here. Right. I felt like I needed to help more people. Mm -hmm. I was like, how am I going to do that? And then everything happened and Spirit Warrior Nation was launched. And I get to teach people yoga in England and Canada and Dubai. Wow. So how do people log? Anyone out there that is interested in um, finding out more information about your meditation, about, you know, the one-on-one yoga where exactly do, do they need to go? Let's just kind of spell that out. Oh, yeah, for so spiritwarriornation.com, and there'll be a tab that says yoga, there's a tab that says Reiki, and there's a tab that, tab that says meditation. Oh my so God. depending on where you want to be, you do all of play. the above. All yeah, of the above, girlfriend. Oh my God, I love this. I love this. Yeah. Is, there, is there anyone that you think um, shouldn't do yoga, Tara? I mean. So I know that there are some. Um, Things. Health, like health, uh, yeah. yeah. So, if you have high blood pressure, there are certain times that you want to be mindful about. You know, the up and the down might feel overwhelming for you. So, there are mm-hmm. modifications that you can do. Okay. I wouldn't say that you shouldn't do yoga. I just think, and like maybe for someone with high blood pressure, the hot room might not be appropriate for them. They might, yeah. prefer, right? So, again, finding and then finding your teacher and, and telling your teacher, you know, what you have going on, and they can give you those modifications. I love that. But there's about- also chair yoga. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. Yeah, there's no, even chair yoga. Okay. Right? So what so is like, that? Because I've heard of that. Yeah. I mean, we can yeah. literally do yoga in a chair sitting down, right? We can sit in our seat. We can take, we can do a twist here. We can do this. We can, it, it, there's chair, there's, oh my can, God. and you're still going to stimulate your body. I love that. I think I need yeah. chair. I think I need some chair yoga. Girl. Everyone needs chair yoga when you're sitting yeah. at your desk. Everyone needs chair yoga. Absolutely. What about kids, Tara? Like, what are your thoughts oh around? Yeah, talk to me. Kids, like kids and yoga, kids and meditation. Amazing. Your amazing, necessary. The greatest gift that we can give to them. Start them as young as possible. Make it mm. a part of their life. You know, we have all waited. I was lucky getting introduced to it at 19. Many people, it's even later than that. Yeah. Um, Most people is even right, later, that, later than that. in North America. Most, absolutely. So I love that these kids now know what yoga is. Mm-hmm. Ava had yoga offered to her from her pre-K-3 program. <gasps> really? Yes. They're doing that now, hey? Absolutely. I it's love amazing. that. You must love that. 
I do. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, everything that we've just, um, you know, journeyed through with the meditation, which took us into Reiki, and now we went into yoga, all of the above is wellness, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's this whole kind of holistic idea of, you know, how do you make sure that you are like your own temple? Like, of, mm-hmm. really, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful spiritual, psychological, um, you know, journey that you go through with yourself, right? So I want to ask you this. Um, wellness is another kitschy word out there that everyone's talking about. What is wellness? It's, it's so funny that you say that because even my web designer, when he was doing my website. Yeah. Ask me the same question. Right? He's like, he goes, you have this word wellness on the site, but I don't see anything wellness on your site. So I was like, um, everything I do is wellness. <laughs> Absolutely. That's but again, it, right? like you said, this is the thing. It's like thrown out there, but not everybody knows what it is. So yes, wellness is a lifestyle. It's an overall lifestyle. It's your exercise. It's your spirituality. It's your nutrition. It's your family life. It's your business life. We want to apply wellness to everything we do. Right. 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 That we can live a more well life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, nutrition is a big part of that. And I know nutrition is a big part of your practice. Yeah. We, we haven't talked about that yet. Talk to us a little bit about the need to knows. Like what, what do people need to know about nutrition? We see the statistics out there, right? Where yeah. health is concerned. Nobody knows about nutrition. Very few people really understand how to, you know, use that knowledge because there's so much knowledge out there that you don't actually know what is the correct stuff versus the stuff that's not correct. And oftentimes what's correct for one person isn't correct for the other. Yeah, so it, it comes. Right. So it comes back to understanding your body. Yeah. Yeah. It it can be confusing and we hear different things from different people. Um, things that we heard 20 years ago change, right? Yes. I think if we go basics, basics, Mm. right? So I have this shirt that it says, um, eat more plants, do more yoga. (laughs) I love that. And I love that. But you know why I love it? Mm -hmm. It's a very specific word more. Ah. It doesn't say eat only plants and it doesn't say only do yoga. Right. Oh, right. Yes. I love that. I'm like, that's it. Do more of what is good for you. Do more of the good things. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to even tell you to not do the bad things. Just do more of the good thing. Mm -hmm. And as you do more of the good things, the bad stuff filters out. Yes. That's eventual, right? That's the goal. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have done, again, like I said, every single possible form of nutrition over the years. Mm -hmm. I have done it. I have tried it. I have succeeded on it. I have failed on it. Whatever. Right. I've done them all. Um, What do you recommend? Yeah. First of all, you just have to find what works for you. Right. Because again, um, they all work. Many different forms work. So some people intermittent fast, right? I love intermittent fasting. It works really well for me. I get that it doesn't work for everybody. I can't tell everyone to do that, right? Right. Um, I, the, the simplest thing is eat more plants. 
I eat an 80% plant-based diet. Why? Simple. Because that's coming out of the earth. That is what nature has made for us. It's God's fruit. It's nature's candy. Mm -hmm. Simple, easy peasy. Eat Mm -hmm. more food that comes from the earth. Eat less processed foods, right? Want to eat less processed foods, more natural foods. And yes, I, so I do pescatarian. Um, we all know. What is that? So I have fish. Okay. Yeah. So that's my pescatarian. So a lot of people will say, am I vegetarian? So I did vegetarian for 10 years. Um, right. And, and with my lifestyle and my travel schedule, Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, right? So like 20, yeah, when I was about 10 years ago, being vegetarian on the road was very difficult. I was a traveling musician. Mm -hmm. Um, I would travel to Germany and my vegetarian option was potatoes. (laughs) Right. That was it. You know, potatoes and bread. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the biggest things at my wedding was I don't want the vegetarians to have food that has no flavor. Right. Because that's what it used to be. If you were a vegetarian, they give you a bowl of steamed vegetables and pasta. Unless you, okay. unle- unless you have Indian food. That's unless you have Indian the food. the only thing that has right. any right? redeeming value. Yeah. But then the other problem with Indian food, I love my Indian food, right? But the other problem with Indian food that I tease all my Indian clients about yes. is, are your vegetables dead? What does that mean? So I'm like, are your vegetables alive or are they dead? We we overcook our Indian vegetables. Uh, you're absolutely right. We do. Yeah. So we torture like, our vegetables, we, we, don't we? we? Do. <laughs> so we lose a lot of the nutrition in our veggies when we overcook them. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest things that I really teach my clients is to make your sauces on the side, have your veggies. When they pop that beautiful bright green, that's when you want to enjoy them because that's when they're at their, you know, their height of nutrition. Right. Once they go to that deep, dark green, you've lost it. Right. So make your sauce on the side, bright green veggies, then mix it together and eat it. Got it. Right. That's a great tip. Yeah. My favorite, favorite thing to do for my hack for um, dal and rice is to make like literally half a bag of spinach. saute that with some tomatoes, some chili flakes, olive oil, that becomes my bed. So instead of rice, I make a whole bed of spinach. Right. And then I put my doll over that and it is so good. And it's like, you're still getting all the yummy, you know, it's even, I think it's even tastier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause spinach, because rice doesn't really have a flavor per se, right? But spinach does. I get it. I get so it. I love that. And, you know, same thing. You could do like, I do like a bowl, a big bowl of stir fried veggies. Mm-hmm. So that becomes the bed. And then I put the doll over top of it and it's like this big soupy stir fry. So good. So you're getting your protein from your lentils yeah. and then you're getting all your veggies. So your kids, do they eat like this? This is how my children eat. Oh, yeah. I love this. Yeah. So do we you don't have this eat. stuff on your website. Do you have this stuff on your website? Tara yeah, my Tara Natalie Instagram. Tara Natalie Instagram. Instagram. Got it. Your knowledge on nutrition. Like, I mean, we need that, sweetheart. Yeah. We need that info. Yeah. Um, I shared a recipe for the little cookie dough bites that I make in the house like two weeks ago. And that's what we have. You know, I only buy good brands, clean brands in the house. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that my kids don't go out and have a cupcake. Of course they do. They're kids. 
Cool. But I don't keep that stuff in the house because if you're having that consistently, you know, if it's there, you're going to eat it as of we course. all know. Right. Of course. So Ava eats dark chocolate. She doesn't eat milk chocolate because that's mm. the only chocolate we have in the house. She has the best palate. She went to the store with her dad the other day and brought home, um, truffle cheese. Oh my and I was God. Like, I love that. I can, she brought, it was the, it was so delicious, but I'm like, I love that my kid eats truffle cheese. <laughs> but, but the thing is, right. Our kids, it's what we choose to feed them. Their palates are malleable. Yes. When they're little. Yeah. So if we choose to give them, you know, nuggets and French fries, then that's what they're going to eat. Ava's favorite food to order out is sushi. Wow. It's her favorite that. food to order in, you know? So, um, I'm a really big, listen, I get it. Everyone has a different, for me, food is nourishment for my body and for my soul. Right. Because many years ago, I learned the connection between anxiety and food. Mm-hmm. There's a d- direct connection between sugar, alcohol, and caffeine and how you feel. Mm-hmm. it's their science, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm taking in too much sugar, it's going to make my anxiety levels rise. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. I have to eat more fiber and I have to eat more greens to keep my anxiety levels at bay. Okay. I suffered with anxiety from youth. It never goes away. You just learn how to manage it. Of course. Great tip. Great tip for everyone out there. Because anxiety is just at an alarming rate. I mean, I feel anxiety um, is the pandemic right now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then you add to that. So we're in a pandemic time and then you're going to go eat foods that aren't good for you that are only adding to your negative feelings, your depressive feelings. Of course. You know, it's, it's only adding to, to a pot that's already overflowing. Absolutely. So my goal is let's keep nourishing our body in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. I, I had the joke during the pandemic when I first went grocery. First of all, my husband never went grocery shopping with me ever until the pandemic. Um, <laughs> wow. I, I cannot like, imagine Jay Sean shopping in the grocery store. No, but best yet, it was, it was BJ's. Like he was at the wholesaler <laughs> with me. And like, first of all, he had never experienced anything like this before. And he just wants to pick everything up off the shelves because he's thinking the apocalypse is coming. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's just like, we need everything. And I'm like, we don't eat that. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? You're worried about our nutrition during a, a pandemic. I'm like, you don't yes. want to be quarantined at home with me if I'm eating that. because <laughs> I will be miserable. Absolutely. Right. But people, we do the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. Human nature does the opposite. Right. We go, when we're going through a difficult time, we fill up on foods that guess what they're doing? They're making us feel worse. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They're amplifying our negative feelings. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you need to fuel yourself with the best possible foods right now. Absolutely. Oh my God. What an episode We have had today, sweetheart, so many important nuggets of wisdom and tips. And oh my gosh, it's it's like we've come to the end of the show and I feel like there's so much more that we can talk about. I know. You know you're coming back. 
You are okay, so I'm, coming I'm, back. That girlfriend. would be my pleasure. You know oh, that. I would love that, sweetheart. Is there anything that you would like to leave everyone with as kind of like a final thought on yeah. just this whole idea of wellness and, you know, and, and not, I mean, I get anxiety around the idea of having to figure out how to create wellness. What would you say to someone like that? Because I know there's a lot of us out there. Yes. So, I, I, and that's kind of exactly what I was going to lead to, which is so often, and, and you might do a meditation with me and say, oh, I didn't like it. I don't like meditation. Or you might go take a, a, a yoga class with a teacher and not have a positive experience because of the studio atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yoga is not for me. Um so I guess I'm just, again, allow yourself to receive, be open to different options, try different things, right? Until you find what works for you. Right. Like that's just the beauty. There's so many options and I don't think all the options have to be a bad thing. Use them to your benefit and find the one that best serves you. Right. And you can't do that unless you're trying stuff out, which is what you're saying that people need to do. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. That's the problem. Right. Just start. Find a friend. You know, the the best way to do anything in life, to be successful, and I know you'll agree with this, Raj, Mm -hmm. the, the best way to be successful at anything in life is to find someone who's already done it. Yes. Connect with them and do it. So if you have a friend who's really good at meditating or a friend who loves yoga, call that friend or a friend who loves cooking healthy, call that friend and say, Hey, will you help me? I need a buddy. Mm -hmm. Get some support because that's another part of wellness. Yeah. You're not alone, Mm -hmm. right? You're not alone. You don't have to figure this out alone. So find someone who's doing it, link arms and go. I think everybody needs to link arms with Tara Natalie because you literally have got the game sorted out. And, and why? Because you've been doing it for a long time and you've tried it all. And the other thing I love about your philosophy, sweetheart, is that, you know, a lot of people when they kind of discover or have an epiphany about something that they feel is really, really important, um, they kind of bash you over the head with it. And the thing I love about you is that, you're all about, let's try different things to see what's actually going to serve you, right? Mm-hmm. But as an individual. And that's what I love about, you know, when I visit your website is that you have different kind of nuggets of touch points for different types of wellness. Um, the nutrition is the piece you need to add. Okay. Do it, sweetheart. I'll make it happen. Someone like me, like all of the above, all of it, like everything you do is everything that I want to tap into. And I know yeah. it's something that everybody wants to tap into. And that's the thing, right? Um, I, I really feel that what we need to leave people with here, um, Tara, is the fact that the whole idea of wellness, it's not a thing, right? It's it's not something that you, you know, decide that you're going to do. It's something that you need to do. It's something that your, your entire body, your spirit, everything you see, what's happening, you know, in the world right now with um, Mother Earth demanding justice, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, your heart, Deserves that justice too. Deserves it. Yeah. 
right? It deserves it. Absolutely. Nerdorganization.com. Absolutely. I love everything about you. I adore you. I thank you so much. And I can't wait till the next time we have the opportunity to chat, sweetheart, and when these borders open, that we actually get to see each other. I I adore you. Thank you so, so much for everything that you do. Um, Such a gift to share with you. I I love our our chats. They're just chats. They're, They're the best. Absolutely. Thank you, my love. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye now. Thank you so much for staying till the end, guys. I really hope you enjoyed the show and will action the many insights that were shared. At the crux of this conversation is a very fundamental question. What are you doing or not doing that impedes or accelerates your self-care routine? Because without feeding the root, there's no fruit, guys. If you're new to any of these practices or to wellness in general or are looking to reimagine your lifestyle to a more holistic one, my one kickoff piece of advice for you is to first set the intentions of what you want to accomplish by incorporating these into your life so that when you embark on the journey to find the right mix that works for you, you have direction and structure to map out how to get there as well as a point of navigation to bring you back on course so you don't veer too far off track when exploring the expansive nature of these practices. But note one thing, after defining your parameters, allow yourself to ebb and flow to find your version of nirvana and trust that the universe is here to support and guide you to the intended purpose of your journey. In this world where we've learned that this past year we cannot control what we cannot control, it has also taught us to lean into controlling what we can. My hope with this episode is that it will open your mind to think about your own relationship with wellness and I truly hope that at the very least it opens you up to the potential of how empowering these practices can be. If you found this episode to be valuable, I'm so glad. I ask that you subscribe to this podcast on your Apple, Android and Spotify platforms. Search The Transform Your Confidence Show on our YouTube channel at the Open Chess Confidence Academy. And if you're an avid reader, we've also transcribed every podcast into a blog, which you can access at the openchessconfidenceacademy.com forward slash media forward slash hour dash media. Also, I ask that you please share this information with your respective networks so others can also garner the insights that I bring into each carefully curated show each week. I invite you to also join me in my private Facebook group at Transform Your Confidence, where I share knowledge and resources about mindset, media, communications, branding, marketing, leadership, and advocacy for busy executives and entrepreneurs like you who are seeking to elevate the quality of their life. I also pop into the group regularly, guys, to answer questions that the members may have on any of these topics. So hop on over. It's free and insightful and full of great networking opportunities with other people from around the world who, like you, are seeking to grow, level up, and accomplish the next big thing in their lives. As always, thanks for tuning in. And until next episode, take care of yourself. Thank you so much for staying till the end. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Before you leave, I would love for your support by subscribing to my show and letting everyone you know know about it and have them come take a listen. 
I would sincerely appreciate you joining me at LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Search Raj Gurn and the Open Chess Confidence Academy. Until next week, I hope you continue to cultivate your own ecosystem so that everyone in and around it is empowered by your mission to elevate them all. See you next week.